ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Backlot. We are the Backlot Boys. This is episode two, Fun in the Sun. Unless you were a Pixar character, as Pixar Pier is nearing completion, we are seeing the eviction of all of our favorite Fab Five characters from the pier, and in comes John Lasseter's dreams of Pixar. Isn't that right, Boguna? That's true. That's true. They've got about two months to go, so just uh, just a little shy of two months until the opening. I think it opens on uh, June 23rd. Not every new attraction on uh, Pixar Pier will be there, but just about all of them. So, yeah, they're, uh, it's, it's getting pretty tight. Those walls have been up for a while, so we're, we're pretty stoked to see what's back there. I say stoked, but, you know, we're really going to try to leave opinions out of this one. Um, of course, they'll seep in here and there, but we're really going to try to keep to a schedule and keep this fact-based as we take you through, you know, as soon as you, as soon as you walk onto the pier, and come around that, uh, that that hard corner down there by the promenade, exactly what they're working on and what uh, what you're likely to see once those walls come down. Yeah, so we're going to go on a grand tour of everything they are changing, and it's just quite interesting, like we spoke about in the previous uh, episode, is how many times this pier has evolved from its original design, and now we're going into our second one, and I mentioned it just a moment ago, too, before we started recording, is I think this overall design kind of reminds me of something they may have tried to do or did do with Mickey's Toontown, but when it comes to Pixar here, it's interesting because I still feel like they're trying to tie all these characters together into one theme, but also I'm not sure if they're fully... uh, executing it perfectly and we'll kind of get to that especially in our next episode where we're going to talk more about all of the ideas that we have with our endless bounds of imagination and budgets so it's kind of unlimited but i think it'll be a fun episode where we just talk purely about what we would have done differently super hypothetical yeah and clear of any budgets or constraints in that way obviously the laws of physics will apply but outside of that It'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll really get, get the opportunity to, to put some funny ideas out there. And again, you know, uh, if you guys have any, you guys have any ideas ahead of this, you know, throw them in the comments or like, hey, it would be really cool. Yeah, we really like that, you know, snow cone stand. But what if they would have done this? You know, feel free to throw that in there and we can, uh, we can address it when, uh, when we do this uh, third installment. So before we get into today's podcast, I just want to remind you guys, thank you so, so very much for all the ratings and reviews and feedback. We've already implemented a lot of the stuff that you have given us feedback wise. So more the merrier. Please keep that all coming. And uh, I think you had a, one thing you wanted to mention was about where do you watch podcasts, I believe, Boyguna. What I wanted to mention was, you know, we've really tried to upload the podcast to as many of these uh, these catcher sites as possible. Um, but for, uh, for those of you who are into podcasts, like other ones outside of this, obviously, but like you're into these podcasts and maybe you don't find them on iTunes, uh, you know, the iTunes store, you find them in some other sites. If, you're happen- if you happen to be looking on those sites and you don't see our podcast on there, um, let us know, shoot us a DM or something. Just let us know um, what that site is that we're not being represented on. And I'll make sure that we get these episodes all uploaded on there. Cause we just, we want to be in that space. If somebody's searching uh, worse, you know, it, it'd be the worst for them not to be able to find us. So um, yeah, just, just, just let us know if there's other sources out there aside from kind of the mainstream uh, or, you know, like the big four um, let us know and we'll, we'll get them. Uh, we'll, we'll get this, get these puppies uploaded on there. All right, so are we ready to go on the tour here and see what the changes are? Because I'm ready. I'm looking at a map. I've looked at concept art. Things are going crazy. Take me with you. I'm coming. I'm coming along. All right, so Pixar Pier, and this is one of the areas that I really like. So this is where you are going over the bridge, going kind of upwards towards where it once was Ariel's Grotto. So what you're going to find now in this area is a gigantic marquee replacing the sun, the fun in the sun, all of that, of course, because Pixar's moving in. It's going to be a highly decorative Pixar Pier sign. It's got Lux of the Lamp up there. That's going to actually be an animatronic that moves around. So that's going to be pretty cool. sweet. I didn't know that because that, that was one of those things in the concept art that it almost looked too good to be true. <laughs> and the way that they have the light set up, like it looks like the spotlight and it kind of matches a little bit the theming of Midway Mania. And I was like, ah, you know, they're going to be, all those little bulbs are going to be too expensive. It'll just be like a banner or a flag or something. But no, mm-hmm. it, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I like that that marquee. I think that looks really cool. And then moving under the marquee, there is like a shade structure awning that's been there since the original 
uh, design way back in the day, but it's all made up of Pixar characters, so that's really cool. And then on the right-hand side, that was Ariel's Grotto, so that was a giant sit-down restaurant. The, the princesses came over there. Not sure why all the princesses were there, who knows, but that was a pretty popular restaurant as far as I know, but there was the most popular thing was on the back end of it, and that was the Cove Bar. I never actually went to the Cove Bar. Have you? Did you ever go? You know, I did go to the Cove Bar. I had some nachos and stuff over there. You guys Lobster. Everybody's always talking about the lobster nachos. Mm -hmm. um, it was actually that that spot in the Cove Bar is a super popular like Kodak moment photo deal. Like people put their arm around like a, a ledge over there and you yeah. have the whole, you've got the fun wheel and you have all that stuff going on in the background. And maybe they're holding like their favorite tropical drink or they put the piece of pineapple on their head or whatever. But like people took a lot of photos from that spot and uh, people spent a lot of time over there because it was, it was in the shade. There were some good things to eat and drink over there. And um and then as soon as you were done, you could just like ping and just shoot right over to the roller coasters and stuff. So it was a good, good location. Uh, very, very popular, especially with like annual pass holders and people that are at the park a lot. Mm -hmm. Cove Bar is like you say that and they get they get super wild about it. They get nuts. So back when World of Color opened, I think the Cove Bar was was fairly popular. It seemed kind of busy over there. But yeah, I sure. think since then, it has just gone to a next level. You look at they have this giant queue now. They've expanded yeah. it over into kind of an area where you once were able to like look out over the roller coaster, Midway Mania and stuff. That has all now become the Cove Bar now. They're turning Ariel's Grotto literally into a giant cove bar. Is that right? Like, it's still the details are a little bit hazy. Yeah, hazy. pretty much, pretty much. Um, so the Lamplight Lounge, that's what, it's, that's what they're going to call this place. As far as I know, Lobster Nachos will be moving on to that menu over there. So after looking at some concept art and hearing what people were talking about, Cove Bar is going to close at the end of May. It's still open right now. It's going to be open for about another month. And then it's going to close at the end of May and on June 23rd. Um, that's when this whole thing is going to be open. They're calling it a gastro pub, and and I think the language that they wanted people to uh, to see and to like you know consider when they think about the new restaurant is organic yet sophisticated. So whatever that means, that's what they're that's what they're shooting for with this place. Um, so looking to your left now is some of the shops that would be on your left. So you have Knickknack Shop. So that was actually one of my favorite things in the pier because when you went inside. There was this really kind of old kind of oak flooring and you looked up uh, up on the ceilings and there was old carousel horses. It has now been replaced, like I said, to knickknacks, whatever's. Um, the problem with that is it's, it's I hope it's temporary. Like there's some Pixar drawings up on the ceilings. There's just this random wall. It just has like Pixar just written on it. And it's like, are we at Pixar or is this just a wall with the Pixar sign? I'm very confused. Um, there's an Studio. artist doing some drawing over in the corner. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is, is it a studio? I'm not 100% sure, but that was one of my favorite shops in Paradise Pier because I always thought it was one of the well-done areas that had old like Pixar and old pier designs in it. It's kind of a disappointment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that, that's, that's a bit of a disappointment, but I think it's more temporary. So I think from the sounds of it, you like what's about to come next, and that is the adorable... Not abominable, the adorable yep. snowman frosted treats. Yep, you'll note that it originally it said abominable, I think, and it's crossed out, so adorable above. It looks like he did that because the handwriting's kind of, <laughs> you know, it's not great. And uh, he's got those giant, you know, those giant fingers, so it, like he couldn't have the best penmanship. But it, it does look really good. You know, it's going to have some, uh, some non-dairy frozen treats. People have talked about uh, maybe there's going to be some lemon dole whips over there. But they, they definitely are going to be yellow. Um, but uh, maybe there'll be some other stuff over there too. But the, the, the artistry of, of the, like the facade, the outside of this place looks pretty cool. Um, I've always kind of liked that, that snow monster anyway. So yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be pretty good. Um, snow cones, yeah, again, like other frozen novelties. They were really specific when they said non-dairy. So I think it's just reminding you like, hey, this is not just an ice cream place or there's straight up no ice cream. One way or the other, don't go in there expecting you know, the best ice cream cone of your life. I would think they would have snow cones because in the movie, the abominable snowman or adorable snowman, depending, um, he always had his little uh, snow cones, you know? Yeah, but but people are not saying that this is like straight up shave ice. Like it's uh, not. Okay. It, it, it's there's going to be other things, although like non-dairy frozen treats like that's that's snow cones or that's, you know, it also, you know, those little cups, like the Minute Maid frozen lemonade type things. Mm -hmm. I'm not, they're not going to have that, but like maybe they're going to have like some kind of variation on that or it'll be something kind of. Dole whip. I, don't know. I, I like the, yeah. the facade of it. I think it's kind of funny. He's up there. He's got the snow cones. I hope that's more of like a 3D sign. So, oh, I think, me too. You can, it looks like he's 
building. Uh, for those of you guys who haven't seen it, there's like a yellow and white stripe, like candy striped awning that goes down. There's a little bit of snow on top and he's sitting up there. And he's really, really excited about these treats he's going to offer up. Um, it'd be awesome if he moved. There's a little light that's uh, like kind of affixed above his head to mm -hmm. highlight him a little bit probably at night. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be cool if like his hand moved or some, something sort of cheesy or if it, as long as it just came out, as long as it, yeah, like you said, as long as it's, you know, 3D off the, off the, uh, off the, uh, the place here, I think people will be, they'll be, they'll be happy with it a little bit. So we're now going into Pixar Pier. Now Pixar Pier is what they call neighborhoods. See, this is when they originally spoke about it. I thought that they were ditching the entire pier concept. But then the pier's still there, but then it's broken up into neighborhoods. So the first neighborhood, and this is where it comes back to Mickey's Toontown, is where I feel like it's trying to kind of do that, but there's not like an overarching theme to the whole thing because we're gonna about to talk to them about this is we're gonna be going into a very mid-century modern incredible scene, which I absolutely love. Like I love this architecture, I love the design, but then we're gonna go into a neighborhood called Pix or uh, Toy Story, and that's yep. going back into the Victorian pier design. And then mm -hmm. that's gonna stretch all the way from Midway Mania to Mickey's Fun Wheel, which is now pal around the wheel or whatever. Um, and yep. then from there, to boardwalk pizza and pasta that is going to maybe become an inside out theme so it's yep, all very that, yeah, very yeah. confusing in terms of like an overarching theme because i still think it's supposed to be a pier but then there's some neighborhoods there's not like a cohesive uh design yeah, style there's a bunch of neighborhoods on the pier you know the neighborhoods are out there yeah yeah so you know what like our first stop on the journey here um as far as uh, familiarity is you guys uh california screaming that's gone uh, I mean, it's there, but it's not. That's there, and that becomes the Incredicoaster. And so this is the first attraction on the uh, on the tour here. And yeah, that's that's the Incredibles neighborhood. And uh, this is uh, yeah, mid-century modern all the way through. It's it's completely different than uh, you know, like Midway Mania, about, like that that kind of artistry. So it's uh, they're all over the place. So we talked about California Screaming in the last podcast and how. It there wasn't really a theme with it. It was just a roller coaster. Supposedly, you know, it's supposed to be a wood roller coaster, but it's actually a steel roller coaster, which I think that's really nice how they were able to make a steel roller coaster look like a wood roller coaster. Um, but when they redid the pier, they never did anything from Midway Mania on. You know, there it was the same station, it was the same design. So they're redoing the entire station to an Incredibles roller coaster. Originally, it was supposed to be Incredibles house. Now it's like an actual like Incredibles roller coaster. So there's going to be screens in the queue that uh, they're interviewing the Incredibles family about their roller coaster. I'm not sure where their roller coaster is supposed to be. I think these are details. Maybe we'll find out once the land actually opens and people can watch the video, get more story elements. Um, Edna No, is that her name? I was always yep. it up. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yep. She's supposed to be watching Jack Jack. And Jack-Jack escapes, you know, Jack-Jack is uh, like boundless realms of uh, of possibilities when it comes to his superpowers, apparently. So the, all the Incredibles then are trying to capture him because she let him loose. So every Scream tube, so California Screaming has these tubes that go on all of the launches. They act as like a sound barrier plus like a, a visual barrier so you don't see out of the park. Um, those are going to be enclosed. There's going to be projection effects in each one of them. And it's going to be the Incredicoaster from California Screaming. So we lose one more uh, California element from the original design. It's the slow burn. It's, you know, started out as California Adventure, you know, this, uh, this big celebration of, uh, of California back in 01. And then it jumped over and they threw a Bugs Land in there. Then they did Cars Land. Now they're doing Pixar Pier. It's just uh, it's a slow takeover. It's not, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's it's definitely what's happening over there right now. And yeah, the Incredicoaster looks cool and the storyline. I'm, I'm with you on that, uh, you know, I know it's supposed to be watching Jack-Jack, but from what I heard, you know how short she is, right? And Jack-Jack's mm -hmm. obviously super short because he's a baby. So <laughs> the two of them were trying to go on a roller coaster. They were too short. So they said, hey, um, you know, why don't you guys just hang back? We're going to go on the roller coaster anyway because it looks pretty fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, forget you guys, I'm too short. And so <laughs> she was watching him at that point. And then that's oh. like basically babysitting him. And he gets away, and what you're dealing with now is Jack-Jack is realizing that not only can he use the superpowers that everybody's aware of, but apparently he has some new ones as well, ones that nobody's ever talked about. And so then throughout the ride, as the family, like you said, is trying to reel him in and, and, and get him under control, he's experimenting with like some of these new powers, and, and those will be, they'll be reflected within these new uh, ride elements. 
Oh, okay. Interesting. So that's how the story goes. I don't know that for goes. sure. A lot of the speculation. That um, makes that's, sense. I've, I've read that in a couple different places now. So it's either like um, everybody's wrong or, or everybody's probably wrong. But that, that's what they're saying right now. That's okay. What I, that's what I so each one of these tubes then has a story element, which I think is really cool. Yeah. It's finally bringing a little bit more Disney to the ride, whereas, like I said before, it's very generic. So each one of these tubes will have Mrs. Incredible, you know, reaching out for Jack Jack. There is Mr. Incredible. I think he punched a hole in the side of the uh, tube and he's like reaching in there. I think Violet has a scene where she's uh, making the whole thing like into uh, what does she have like force field things? I thought there was a scene where there was a bunch of electricity. Like she's, I yeah. think she's standing on top of one of the tunnels and like there's, I, I'm excited to see that part of it. I, I re, I'm really looking forward to those tunnels. I want to see what they did in there. Yeah. So that's, that's the design for the Incredibles neighborhood. They're going to change out California screaming to an Incredicoaster. All of the scream tubes are going to have different scene elements of the different family members trying to capture Jack Jack. And I think they're going to add one other scream tunnel to the bottom. So as of now, there's three. They're going to add the fourth one, which is going to go from the Helix into the station, which is great because I remember going to California Scream when I was a kid. And I was like, man, this doesn't seem like Disney. You can see like the backstage maintenance area. Oh, there's the Anaheim Convention Center over there. (laughs) So this is all going to be enclosed and it's going to look fairly well. Now, one thing that was taken out of the concept art is there was originally supposed to be a spinner ride themed towards one of the kind of uh, baddies from Incredibles, which would have gone mm-hmm. in the center of that helix, but it looks like maybe that had got pulled um, for budgetary reasons, potentially, or maybe added into the future. Um, one other thing they're going to add in the Incredibles area is a Jack-Jack cookie st- stall. So you can go up there and uh, get yourself some cookies because Jack-Jack loves cookies, apparently. Now, I don't know this for sure. I've, I've, I've read that. Obviously, that's, that's something that's, that's obvious. It's in all of the, you know, it's in all of the concept art and everything. But some people also say that it could be a photo store only because oh. how could a cookie, how could like a cookie station or whatever, how could it occupy so much space? Because if you look at, and, and this is like assuming that the rendering is like somewhat to scale, not to not any like practical scale, but to scale with the other attractions within the rendering. Mm-hmm. The Cookie Palace is very big. And like if they were having just a station that had straight up cookies, it would basically be like a wheel cart. But this one, it looks like it's pretty big. So some people have thought that that's going to be the station that has um, yeah, your opportunity to like buy the photos from the Incredicoaster. So if they take your picture at the bottom of a drop or around that last corner, like they used to with Screamin', um, maybe that's where you can, you know, all those screens are up and people can look. I don't know this for sure. Again, it's just people, people talking, but that was one of the ones that I did buy into because I was like, well, it is a really, really big building to just have cookies. And I love cookies. I hope it's full of cookies, but I don't, I can't really count on that. I don't know. Well, I'm a little disappointed it's not cookies, but that does actually make a lot of sense that I, once I really think, once you've said that now I'm thinking, okay, because that location that the cookie stand is is the exact location looking at an aerial view of the actual land from google maps that's where you do buy the um that's where you buy the photo so maybe not maybe it's just themed to the cookie shop but uh it's interesting we'll see um Mm -hmm. so we're in the we're in the incredibles neighborhood mid-century modern yeah 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 so yeah i and i now i wish i didn't interrupt i think you were going here anyway but the architectural theme of the you know mid-century modern 1950s style, yeah, uh, it's really funny because you know people have talked about that some of that theming is actually where some of those ideas came from was was Glendale, you know where the Imagineering offices are themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the buildings over in Glendale were actually constructed right around that same time, so uh, people going into Imagineering every day they see that, and so that that was the, that's kind of where their heads were at when they were working on some of that. And what I thought was I, what I thought was especially interesting is. If you, if you guys are listening to this and, and you, you're on your computer and you think about or you think about this later, look up 1956 Tomorrowland and a lot of the structures that were in Tomorrowland back in the you know, mid-50s, right around the time that the park opened for the next few years, uh, a lot of those structures look very similar to the concept art of, uh, you know, of the Incredibles neighborhood. It is, some of them are eerily similar, like these, these arches that are kind of filled in on the insides, like super rounded on the inside part of the arch, but then really pointy on the tops. It, it looks, man, one of, the, one of the buildings or one of the like, sides or facades of one of the buildings like, looked identical to 1956, 1957 uh, Tomorrowland over you know, across the way at Disneyland. Well, you know, Imagineering itself is like a very mid-century modern building. Big time. Big yeah, time. interesting. So 
Ah, we're leaving. We're le it's still just, you know, to me, when I think of this whole thing is it's a little bit confusing with the old pure Victorian style. But then there's just this one chunk of land that is mid-century modern. Um, you got to get over it. Moving on. Moving on to uh, to Jesse's Critter Carousel. Yes. Yeah, so Jesse's Critter Carousel, I spoke a little bit about merry-go-rounds um, and my thoughts on having two of them in the same like vicinity of the parks. Doesn't Audio quite make King sense. Triton, you're out of here. Yeah, so King Triton, he's been uh, sent into the lagoon, and uh, Jesse's moving on in with the critters. So you know the critters from Midway Mania. You win these as prizes when you yep. are getting your, your votes tallied. So these are the creatures that are going to be in the merry-go-round. So these are from Woody's Roundup. So these are the little critters that Woody rescues in Woody's the second uh, movie. So, I mean, it looks fine. It looks like they, they kind of, you know, decorated it up. Look looks fairly nice. I hope... Like, I really hope they make this look better than King Triton's Carousel. King Triton's Carousel, the uh, the fish are, like, really nice. They're, like, shiny. They look great. Um, but everything else is terrible. You got this just these cement-like water fountains. Usually, they don't always work. Um, so I hope they kind of fix that up and make it look quite a bit nicer in that area. Yeah. You know, I, when I first heard it, Critter Carousel, and, and for those of you guys who have been going to Disneyland Park all the time, I was like... Critter Carousel, like, are they like woodland characters, like the guys over in Bear Country? I thought that was coming over, and I got, I got pretty excited about that because I, I love the hodgepodge, and I was hoping they were going to make it as weird as possible, but, but sadly not. Um, these are just the fictional, uh, you know, like basically like the the VR toys that you won, and uh, yeah, basically like you said, they what the way that I saw it was, you know, they look at these things, uh, or you look at these things when you play those games and you win these virtual prizes, and then somebody's like, huh, does anybody have a 3D printer? And then they just uh, they just started popping them out. They just you know basically come up with these little things and 3d printer just uh prints the little uh you know there's i think nine separate writable characters that are going to be on that carousel i know it's not that easy but that's just kind of how i imagine the process so uh it should be pretty cool um i think i think they're saying that one though they're saying early 2019 or spring 2019 that one's not going to be open on, on 623 so you're gonna have to wait a little while on the on the critter carousel i think yeah, there are definitely a few elements that aren't going to make this. Is it June? I think the opening of Pixar Pier. Yep, June twenty third. Okay. June twenty third. Yeah, so right that up. section is going to be a little bit late, and we're moving now to the the shade structures that act as like an overflow queue for Midway Mania. There's two of them. Sometimes they use it as meet and greets. Originally, when Midway Mania was being constructed, that was going to be the original location of the Fast Pass machines. Um, of course, Midway Mania didn't open with Fast Pass, but I do believe Midway Mania has Fast Passes now. It was introduced maybe like a year ago. I haven't been to the park since then, so I'm not 100% sure on that. Maybe they did finally move actual Fast Pass machines under those awnings, but those are now like teal color. Originally, they were very a dusty kind of reddish color with kind of a tan accents, very reminiscent of the, what is it? The Hotel Coronado in San Diego? Del Coronado down there in San Diego. Yeah. Very reminiscent to that design, and uh, they're going to be changing the two, like, uh, you know, uh, fast food stalls next to them. Those are were kind of like a newsstand type design, and then there was like a chicken place. So what are the what are what are they going to do over there? What's the oh, design man. of those? All kinds of stuff. You guys have seen some of these things. Um, uh, if you've looked at any of the concept art, Poultry Palace, I, I kind of want you to talk about that because you did have some, some inside information. Mm -hmm. um, one thing I think that'll throw a lot of people off is like, I think there's a lot of people that go to the parks that are, they're, they're familiar with, uh, you know, Pixar, the, 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 big, the big Pixar productions that are in the theaters yeah. and, you know, all the merchandise and everything. But, um, but maybe they don't know the shorts as well. These mm -hmm. Pixar shorts are sometimes, most of them are, you know, aired at the beginning of, of a big Pixar movie, but some of them are, are never make that, never make that cut. And so you can watch them on, I think Amazon Prime has some of them. I, I know that Netflix doesn't, but you can find places. Sometimes there's like a whole, you buy a whole Blu-ray and it has just tons of shorts on them. But, uh, you know, one of these things, the Poultry Palace is from Small Fry, which was one of their, one of their shorts. You want to talk about the construction of that? Uh, that old uh, little thing? Yes, yeah, so we've got the Poultry Palace. I was very confused by the sight of this concept art because my instant thought when I saw this was Roller Coaster Tycoon. Roller Coaster Tycoon had tile-based um, stalls. So there would be like a giant hamburger or it would be a drink stall and it would be like a giant drink. And this just instantly reminded me of Roller Coaster Tycoon. I'm talking about, you know, the original one and two. And... Uh, 
I don't know. It just doesn't like fit within the theme a little bit. Like it's a little over the top. So what it is, is you'd envision like a cardboard McDonald's Happy Meal container. That's literally what this is that you would go up to. And that's where you would, you know, get your your poultry and your poultry needs. So it's just a very, very interesting design. Now, Poultry Palace isn't from, as far as we know, one, two or three of any of the Pixar or the Toy Story movies, but it's actually from a short. And that was the small fry short. And it was about the little like action figures, like a buzz action figure. But he's a little mini guy that would come in your Happy Meal. And uh, I, I, I kind of like the idea that they are incorporating the shorts because it just kind of gives you like a little extra immersion that you can go and find out what this is because I didn't know what this was because I haven't seen the small fry short. So it was kind of fun. Like if you see this, you might wonder, oh, I wonder what this is. And you might go off and and discover what some of these little things are instead of like everything having to be Buzz and Woody. Everything is Buzz and Woody. I think that's cool. I like them throwing some of these, uh, some of the lesser names into the mix. Yeah. So the next one is Senor Buzz. I got I got to go into that one. I got to talk about that one. Okay. Um, uh, like Senor Buzz churros, I, I think it's a I think it's a pretty cool idea. And like Disney can't they they can't they can't sell enough churros. Like those things are everywhere, especially <laughs> over at Disneyland. So it's just I don't know what they think with the guests, but like uh, maybe they've like slowly conditioned us to like like a Pavlov type thing that as soon as we walk into the park, like we instantly like reach out a hand looking for a churro. But they, mm-hmm. they're under that they're under that impression. So. This one is kind of set up. I want, it doesn't, it's not quite as like, it's not quite as obvious um, as the poultry palace and, you know, having it look like a happy meal and and a juice box next to it. But this one is just, you know, it's got buzz on the outside and there's like a cardboard cutout or something next to it. People are photo op thing. Um, But what they are is they're churros, of course, and there's a lot of different flavors, but the reason that they say senior buzz and like, why are they doing that? Um, If you guys remember uh, at one point in one of the movies, his packaging and, uh, you know, like the instructions that come along with the Buzz Lightyear says, you know, they, they, uh, they insist that he knows many, many languages. And so I think I want to say at one point when he was kind of broken or something was wrong with him, like he was rattling off a bunch of languages. So, uh, you know, that's, 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 that's where they're getting that idea from. Interesting. Yeah. So that was in the third movie when he got like a button pushed and it put him into another language and then there were senior yeah. buds. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I remember. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So, those are the two current locations where you can get your snacks that are changing in that area. Moving to Midway Mania, the only changes that, uh, as far as I know, are aesthetic changes of the facade on the outside. So they're turning it into like legitimately like looking like a clown. So it's white design, blue roofs, and then accents of red. So Ooh, I think you forgot something. Angry dogs. Angry what? Angry Dogs. That's a hot dog place. You remember, like from in uh, from Inside Out, there was like one of the emotions with Bree. He was that red guy, and his head was exploding. There's like fire everywhere. Oh, um, there's that hot dog stand. Ah, okay, okay. That's oh, that one. That's right, because that one's a little. That one's on the other side of screaming, so that one's a little bit closer to the the wheel. Okay. Oh, okay, I okay. forgot you about that. You were getting to it, but that uh, that that one looks pretty good. And and you know, again, these renderings, it's really hard to figure out like actual space some of these buildings mm-hmm. and some of these structures will take up but i'm seeing a picture of the kid holding a hot dog in one of, the, uh, one of the art renderings and I've, first of all his face is terrifying but um the hot dog i mean if, if i had to guess uh, a foot and a half long this thing maybe it's i don't know 18 19 inches long it's pretty impressive so um, i'm looking forward to that hot dog stand it turns out you know i think you're right because every time i've gone by there i always thought that those hot dogs were abnormally big like they're they're, they're really big and they always look like they've been under the heat lamps just maybe a little bit too long um just classic tube steak you know yeah but i do like the rendering it's a giant hot dog and it's got the uh, the red guy from inside out he's super upset but he's his anger is heating the hot dogs so that's kind of cool um i like that design but going back to Midway Mania, like like I said, they're literally turning it into like a clown. So once again, they're going away from the color scheme of the hotel that we spoke about a moment ago to this new design with, you know, the blue roofs, the white and then the red accents. I mean, it doesn't look terrible, um, but I do prefer that more Victorian era styling and color. Um, so that's, that's a personal preference of yours, you know, and, and I think a lot of people do. It's like the aesthetics are a lot more pleasing and they're like they're not like subdued, but they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're just they're kind of even keel they're nice um but yeah they're they're i think I, they're taking a risk with those colors i agree with you 
I think they're taking a risk with that because they're doing this whole thing and like trying to make it look nice and like really fun, all this new stuff over here. And ah, you guys are, why'd you have to do that? You know, like now it just looks like, it looks a little extra cheesy right there. We don't need it. We don't need that. I think they may be trying to make it look like a toy. Like I, I think with that particular color set, especially like the white and it's very glossy in nature. So I feel like they're trying to make it look a little bit like a toy. Uh, if we look back at the very first rendering that we got of Pixar Pier, the actual design was once again like a, a very light blue roof and it was supposed to be yellow, not white. So it was a little bit more Pixar-y color. Mm -hmm. Pixar, I always say Pixar, but I mean a Toy Story. Um, also, the lamps in that area will change to like a red, yellow, blue kind of Luxo style. Yeah, I have not Luxo seen that Jr. in the most recent um, Can designs. I give you guys an example of something for this color scheme? Um, are you guys all familiar with Bomb Pops? You know, these ice creams that would be, you know, ice cream man's coming down the line. Um, it was, it was an, it's a popsicle. The top is red. The middle is white. The bottom is blue. And think about the sharp contrast. Like once it melts, you know, they all kind of blend together. I'm just talking about when it's melting. Just get the wrapper off. It's like stark contrast between those three colors, very patriotic. Um, but that is, uh, that's actually what some of the elements of Pixar Pier will, will have. I mean, that mm. entrance, when you first go under that marquee, I'm looking at a couple of those spires that go up and it's, it's blue on the bottom, then white, then red. So, you know, so just slightly different, but holy moly, like it, these are bomb pops. And so think about that as, as we're going along this tour and we talk about this, like this, this blue, this, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, circusy type uh, overlay that they're, or like reskin that they're doing over there. And uh, that might, that might help some, that might help some of the viewers at home. You know, you guys are listening and you're not looking at that imagery. Very interesting. I like that. It does look like that popsicle. Oh man. I like that. So yeah, as far as we know, Midway Mania will stay the same. Um, back when Midway Mania was first developed, an Imagineer said that they could easily add seasonal overlays. So maybe a Christmas, maybe a Halloween thing. So maybe that'll come in the future. That would be really cool uh, to get seasonal overlays. It wouldn't require much other than programming a new game, you know, just swap in, swap out. So that would be something sure. to look forward to in the future. So moving down, we'll we'll go past the the old hot dog cart with those foot long, well well heated hot dogs, and you'll mm -hmm. see the midway games. So tell me about these midway games because these are supposed to be Pixar shorts once again. Yep. So a, a lot of you guys probably remember, you know, this were the the games of the boardwalk, or is that what they call it? I think they call it the games of the boardwalk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the promenade, Pixar promenade, which is where we are now. Um, these are there. It's, it's four games that I know of. And, you know, you never know, like once those walls come down, there could be a whole different deal over there. But, um, I think the only new one, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I think the only new one is going to be the bullseye stallion stampede. And this is the traditional carnival game where there's a bunch of horses lined up. And then there's like this buzzer bell type thing that goes off and you're, you're probably squirting water into something or whatever you're some, you, everybody, all the participants, everybody playing this game is doing something to get their horse to run a little faster than everybody else. And it could be like pushing something or hammering something, with, you know, it usually it's water. I feel like these are always water. Um, and then you have uh, a, a pitch and catch style game. And you guys are familiar with that. That was the Casey at bat, if you've been there before, if you've been in the park. Um, okay. And this is just one where you're, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're pitching a ball and it needs to go in a certain area. Maybe you'll win a prize if, it, if, if that happens. And that's going to be called uh, Heimlich's uh, Candy Corn Toss. And then the third one is uh, former uh, Dumbo's Bucket Brigade. Hmm. And this one, this one I'm positive was a water spray one. So now I'm assuming whatever, you, whatever you're doing with the horses to get them to run fast, I don't know. It's probably not water. So this one is actually now going to be Wally's uh, Space Spin. And it'll be something like this. I don't know, you're squirting water and then whoever wins and you, you get the stuffed animals. So that's huh. the third one is a classic water spray ride. And uh, then the last one is just a normal, regular old fishing one. You guys were familiar. Uh, the old one was called Goofy Bat Fishing. And that one is now going to be called La Luna Star Catcher. And, um, what, you know, that, have fun with it in your imagination. I, I, I looked at it and it looked okay. It looked okay. So, so that's what's going to be there in terms of the games. Yeah, it's really interesting because... I'm thinking about this. I, I originally thought all the games were going to be themed towards the shorts. I didn't know it was only that one specific one, the Goofies uh, catcher. Now, when they redid these, so this, of course, will be the third time these games have been completely redesigned. Mm -hmm. um, I really like the Goofy one, just looking at it aesthetically. And uh, the Bullseye one, I suppose, is just not going to change because, of course, it's Pixar. So the rest of them are out of here. Um, yeah. You know, oh, now I, more than 50% or like, you know, skirting on 50% of the parks. Uh, how, how big is it? California Adventure, like 70, 72 acres or something. 
like so. at least 50% is now going to be Pixar themed because you have, you had Cars Land, you had Bugs mm-hmm. Land, you had, uh, you know, the Monsters Inc. ride over there. Uh, and now you have the pier. Like that's at least half the park. You gotta be, it's gotta be half the park. Yeah, that, that is true. But you know, Bugs Life is out of here, right? They've evicted Bugs I, I Life. I know that. Oh, that, that's right. Okay. So yeah. Creepy, kind of sort of weird looking. I thought they were sweet. I thought they were yeah, I, I, I think that area was okay. The only drawback to that, or the only, th- you know what they could have done with Bugs Land that would have been cool, this is a side note real quick, yeah. is if Heimlich could have been more freewheeling. Like if he could have like circled the entire area, gone Ooh, on more of like cool. an adventure, maybe even gone up like track a little bit higher above. Mm-hmm. Oh, Elevation. that would have been really cool. Something similar to Alice in Wonderland. Going and over the so leaves. he was so funny. His comments, his voice, you know, I, I yeah. love I, that's one of those those rides that like there's a lot of like there's a lot of rides that I'll I'll, I'll do a number of visits and I and I won't make it on, um but that one I always go on I love I just his voice he's so funny like, he just makes me laugh and when he's laughing everybody's having a good time you know and I I like that ride you're right it would have been awesome if they could have added uh, added a little more to that experience yeah but back to the pier we go yeah and Ooh, so so we finished the games can I say one other thing please yeah so um. The other thing that's going to be over there, and for those of you guys, again, and I hate to make like so many assumptions, but you've probably been to Disney. I have to imagine you've been across the street. And so at Disneyland, you guys know over in Tomorrowland, it's a giant sphere. It is made out of granite and there's water all over it. Everybody's touching it, getting their mitts all over that thing. Um, there is going to be one of these also uh, on the, in the promenade. And it's going to be, you know, the, the Luxo Junior Ball will be out there. Um, so that's going to be rolling around on those things. I don't know if, uh, Scar, like, are you familiar with these things? Do you know much about these granite balls? No, I just know our dad likes to put his hand on just, just, just oh, a touch, just so, like to touch it and then be done. Just, that's all he needs. So people, you know, they're, they're called a, it's called a Kugel fountain or, you know, like a floating, you know, like there's a lot of funny goofball names that people give to him. Like Kugel is just a German word for a sphere. I think I could be wrong about that. Maybe just a ball. I don't know. But, um, but that, that's what they call these things. And if I'm not mistaken, I think, I think the one, I want to say that the one over there weighs like, oh man, like six tons. I think it weighs six tons. Wow. That ball, that granite ball weighs six tons. The machining process with those balls, they, the, that granite ball, that sphere is, is machine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's made at the exact same time as the base that it sits in, which is a, a fitted hollow in that, um, that pedestal, mm-hmm. because that, the space. So that ball is sitting on top of that, that pedestal that, that it's on, and it's not connected to it. It's yeah. not connected to it at all. Um, there's, a, there's some pressure, obviously. There's some, like, uh, you know, PSI, certain PSI that's, that's, that's pushing up on that ball. But the layer or, or the, the thickness between the ball and that pedestal is like, it's like thinner than a business card. Hmm. And so the rumor has it, if you were to take the ball and remove it from that pedestal, that it would shoot water 200 and something feet up in the air. And I, I, I've read differing reports on this, so I, I, don't know, I don't know exactly if that's correct, but around 200 feet. And the thing is, you're imagining because this ball is so heavy that there's a ton of pressure, but it's, it's really not that much. It's like three pounds. It's like three pounds per square inch of that ball, like PSI, three, yeah. like, you know, essentially going on, on each one of those squares. But there's, the ball's so large that like, you know, in the end, that is quite a bit of pressure. But the things are pretty cool. You know, the, they're not very wasteful. The water drains off and it's, it's caught in, these, uh, it's caught in these, little, uh, these little bins down below. It's recycled and shot back up. When they first turn that pump on in the morning, as far as, as, far as I know, when they first turn those pumps on, really, uh, you know, the only, cost, the only cost to the park with this thing is the electricity for the pumps. Um, when they first turn it on, the ball is completely stationary. It's not moving at all. It just sits there. All it takes is one person with a, like a, a baby could do this, reaches his hand out, touches it just a little bit. Once it gets that motion, once it starts moving, it will not stop until those pumps get turned off. So you have these things that weigh six tons thousands and thousands of pounds that you can you can set in motion by simply touching it the biggest one of these i guess is out i think it's the if anybody's ever been to the science museum in uh in virginia and richmond um that one is it's 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 part of a planetary project over there it weighs 29 tons it's eight feet in diameter wow. the thing is massive and uh and that same thing you know you barely touch it starts going it's pretty cool so it's just uh, if, if you want to think about that ball and that pedestal and, and how, that, how those two things work, 
it's basically like a, a ball and socket joint, like on your body, like a hip bone or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, something like that. Um, I think they're pretty cool. I had no idea. I didn't know anything about that ball. I thought it was attached and there's like a, a pipe in there, like a, you know, like a rod in there that's just kind of like spinning it around. But I'm, uh, I couldn't be more, uh, I couldn't be more excited about, about these things now. So yeah, I have no idea how those things work. So that was a whole eye opener. So six tons and wow. Yeah. I had no idea about that thing. I thought it was like, all yeah. right, just another one of those things. That's and interesting. So actually so efficient. It's nearly frictionless. Like it's, it's, it's like a fluid bearing. It just sits there. Mm -hmm. It's this tiny film of water between that pedestal and the, and, and the ball. And it's, yeah, again, it's, it's as thin as a business card and the thing just, it just kind of hangs out on there and, and just cruises around. So don't knock it off, please. Nobody <laughs> knock it off the water. Can you even imagine the water shoots up and say it's a windy day. People a mile away are going to be getting all wet. You're going to be very confused. Oh, that, yeah, it is really interesting. I never knew that was the mechanics behind that ball. <laughs> Yeah. that is interesting no i i'm i'm quite fascinated by that now i think i have a new respect for those balls now i i certainly do i certainly all right so right next to that ball before we get to the fun wheel which i may or may not have a small little rant about that not a rant but just like I, just, i'm excited about that i hope you get it's just get an interesting tale that this this wheel has been on um but when we're kind of looking at this area around your uh, luxo ball the six ton luxo ball area has changed slightly so original concept art called for a theater to be built so where we are now in pixar pier is the shops so you'll find that giant kind of pixar barker guy kind of leaning over a shop I think it might be like the big tent shop, something along those lines. It's kind of like a freak show, right? They got all like the characters kind of above the above it on these marquees. And in this area has always kind of looked kind of not so great. Like it's, it's where the Malibu boomer was, you know, it's just hokey. People are smoking back there. Um, yeah, it's 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 am I right? I, I could be maybe my geography is off here a little bit. Yeah, but. so where we're at right now is the the fun wheel and that faces mm -hmm. these shops. Yep. And then California Screaming cuts over again, separating the Malibuber from this area. So it's kind of sure. like a little spoopy spot. Um so oh, these are the okay. shops. So most likely some of these shops are gonna go away and make room for just something called the Pixar Promenade. Originally this was supposed to be a theater, like I said. To the far right side is Bing Bong Sweet Shop. So Bing Bong is going to have some kind of a sweet shop. Bing bong. Um I think the concept art looks cool. I like Bing Bong. Um I think that's cool. Okay. I like this I like I like the secondary characters sometimes because I think sometimes the main characters sometimes get used in so many different places. Sure. It's good to kind of throw in a a guy like Bing Bong, you know, just give him a chance. Um, yeah, and he's a con it's a confectionery thing, and and I think I th it's perfectly relatable because you know he was he was overwhelmed by all those little all those little balls and the um, you know and Inside Out, and now he's 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 still overwhelmed by it. I, I saw some picture of the concept artist hands are up in the air and he's got this you know like it, like an insane smile on his face, and and now there's all these candies around him that are still shaped like that and still colored like that. It's like. He's never going to leave. He's always going to be around it. So maybe he's, maybe he's embraced it at this point. You know, he's, he also wagon, he's having a good time. Candy. And maybe that's what we're eating. We're eating Bing Bong's tears. You know, things have been tough for him. And, and, and maybe this is his way of giving back. And, and now any the enjoyment, people are, people are having a good time and eating these little sour candies. Wouldn't it be sad if in the movie, really, he just got captured by some kind of like evil person and he just makes him cry all the time and he just fills up those candy bags for, for California Screaming? Or California Adventure. Hey, you know, it's, it's sacrificing thoughts. for the sacrificing for the greater good. He knows. He knows. So, so I mean, this, he did in the movie. He was going to let himself like fall into that abyss to to help her out. So you know. Yeah. So we're moving to the wheel. We're going. We're doing it. We so go. the original concept art showed the fun wheel, Mickey's fun wheel, with Mickey's face on it. Right. It has Mickey's face there on this concept art. Sure does. But if you look very closely. There's a yellow and blue kind of round shape behind Mickey. Clearly, at one point, this was supposed to be Pixar's fun wheel. And yep. if you look in some of the concept art to the very corner of the Pixar Promenade concept art with, you know, the big six-ton Luxo wheel, Big Bung Sweet Shop, you can see where it says on the marquee leading into the fun wheel. It says Pixar's mm -hmm. fun wheel, not Mickey's fun wheel. So at the very last second, somebody pulled the plug on the full changeover, getting rid of Mickey, adding the Luxo ball to the uh, fun wheel. So that's very interesting. Now, there hasn't been a lot of talk of the fun wheel since then, but it's finally been revealed that the name will become Pixar's Pal Around Wheel or something along those lines. 
So it's kind of mm-hmm. uh, the, the name's a little a little over the top. I think a bit. I think yeah, just, it's a little gauche. It's a little gauche. And I, I do think like it is confusing though to have Mickey still on the wheel. I think having the Luxor thing, the Luxor uh, Luxo Junior guy, I mean that more sense on there would have been just fine. Mm-hmm. It would have just let's if we could if we could uh, if we could beg for a little bit of cohesion like that be on there, you know. But at this point, it's almost like I don't know. It's, it's just a grab bag. Yeah, just it just seems a, a little bit odd. Um, each one of the gondolas will be a unique character. So that's kind of interesting because they're showing a lot of Pixar characters on these. Where originally, I, if I'm not mistaken, maybe the non-swinging gondolas were just Mickey and then the interior ones were um, Goofy, Donald. So it was just like the Fab Five. Whereas this one, sure. it seems like every one of them has a unique character, which is kind of cool because you might, you know, look at the different ones and like, oh, I want to ride on that one or this one. So I think that's okay. Um, in terms of the actual design of the area, we still don't know. Will it still be a concrete, you know, kind of dam underwater down there? Um, will they get rid of the giant steel, like, you know, sail shade structure that's so 2001 California Adventure? I don't know. Will they Will they do any of that? I hope they will. Um, but as far as any like concept art showing anything to do with the wheel, that's still unknown, unfortunately. Man. Can I ask a question about this wheel? Um, mm-hmm. I, we won't harp on it too much more, and, and I know that we, we all have our opinions on it. Um, you know, with each of these cars, you know, kind of going around it individually themed to a specific Pixar character, do you think people in the line will, uh, they'll, they'll get up a little bit closer, and now here's the cast member, how many in your group, you know, and like they, maybe they're huge Wally fans. Let's uh-huh. just pretend like one of these gondolas is going to be, is going to be Wally themed. Um, but but that one's a little bit further away, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, can we wait for the Wally one? And maybe the cast member, a good attitude, and everything. Yeah, of course, you know, wait for it. Um, are we going to get a lot of people that are like vying for their their favorite Pixar character? Or are they they're going to take the one that they get, and they're going to be hit. you're going to you're going to you're going to sit in this one, you're going to like it. You know, is it going to be something like that, or people are going to you know, or do you think people will be selective and they'll want to they want to pick their pick theirs? Are you the person wanting to be the Wally character? I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I'm giving a hypothetical, but I'm planning on being that guy. But now, and so my, my issue with that is that ride is, or that line, you know, the queue for this line is so slow moving. And yeah. now if you have people doing that, I can't even imagine. So maybe they're just not going to allow it just to, just to help with, uh, you know, crowd control and getting people on and off. Yeah, I do, yeah, I would assume that they probably would be like, hey, everything's the same. Um, unless you're on the swinging sure. ones and you get, you get sick to your stomach, which is no fun well, for anyone. That's, and you, you can opt out of that, but. So now we're moving on to the unknown realms of Pixar Pier, and that is to the former Malibuomer location. As far as I know, this is just the rumors one can find through the interwebs, is that this area will be the Inside Out neighborhood, and it will have what was once Flix Flyers from Bugs Land be brought over from Bugs Land to Pixar Pier now and put on the kind of the pedestal that is the former location of the Malibuomer. And I think it's going to be called like the Mood Swings or something along those lines. I heard something about that. Yeah, you know, it's a classic. The little flicks one that goes on over there in the the bug area. It's supposed to be something kind of like that. Um, Or if anybody's been to Tokyo Disney Seas, it's it's the Blowfish Balloon Race. So it's Mm -hmm. it's that it's that ride is just getting moved over here and and themed that way. these are the, it's, it's, so they're often they're referred to as like a hanging balloon ride. Um, I think Zamperla, like 60 something years ago, came up with this design. They're these Italian guys. Um, so, you know, Italian design and all this kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's a good ride, but it's like these, I don't know how to describe this. The funny thing about Zamperla, I'm just going to say this really quick, and I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. That's fine. Um, you know, 60 years ago when they came out with this, this hanging balloon ride, this, this style of a ride, they, uh, in conjunction with coming out with this ride, they're the, these are the guys that built like those coin operated rides that are outside of like, you know, like Safeway, like Ralph's or whatever, like the grocery store. Like it's those, the ones that are out like malls, you put in like a quarter and, and you're sitting in this little police car, that little rocket and it shakes and makes funny noises. Mm-hmm. The same company that, you know, has come in and, and designed and, and, and first uh, put together these spinner rides. That's the company that uh, is responsible for these, these things. So just, just so you know, it's a, uh, you know, uh, a, a full continuum of uh, products. Obviously, these guys are uh, these guys are putting together. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, little huh. known fact. Huh. Okay. That yeah, that, that is interesting. That that company um, 
Thanks that too. Interesting. So yeah, that is the as far as we know what's going to go into that corner. So you kind of have that uh, Incredibles neighborhood. You have the Toy Story neighborhood. I didn't call it mm-hmm. Pixar that time. See that? I Good did for it. You. Yeah, yep. I'm proud of myself. Um, Getting it together, <laughs> one day at a time. One day at a time, <laughs> And then moving over to the inside out area. Um, I don't know, like, is this inside out area going to be similar to the Incredibles area where it kind of, what's the style going to be? Because inside out, I mean, it, it was set in modern day, but it was also inside of a mine. So it seemed like sure. when it was inside the mine, like everything was all kind of weirdly rounded and stuff like that. You know, each, well, actually each person's mind was slightly different. Whereas, uh, Ra- Ra- Rally, Riley, Riley, um, Riley her, there we go. He'll See, I'm working on it. He'll get there. He'll get there. Give him a second. He'll get there eventually. Yep, you get there. Um, like everything in her area was very like soft and rounded, whereas like her dad's head was all like it looked like the Starship Enterprise or something. So. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that. Uh, you know, I liked the movie. The first time I, saw it, I was, I think I was just it, there were some sad elements and you know it's tough day or whatever. But um, I do really like that movie. Like, what if you know now that now that they've really done away with uh, you know like like the 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 Pacific side of the pier over there, mm-hmm. like or not like done away with it, but it, yeah, pretty much. Um, Maybe this is them bringing San Francisco back into California Adventure. What if they themed it off? She moved to San Francisco. What if they themed it off of Minnesota? Riley's first lived in Minnesota. Then she goes to San Francisco. Hey, I mean, they could get really weird and uh, very confusing with this if they wanted to. I'm, I'm hoping that they don't, but I would also get a good laugh if they did. So, Don't you think that uh, Pete Doctor, who was the director of Inside Out, do you think he kind of put a little bit of himself into that movie where he once, when he was a kid, moved Absolutely. Funny story, and I'm not going to name any. A friend of mine, her uh, her choir teacher, Pete Doctor's mom, when she's she's growing up. I don't know if it was in middle school or high school. She's from Minnesota. And uh, yeah, so Pete Doctor's mom was like her choir teacher. And I think I want to say Pete's living out in California. Doesn't he live like in like uh, he lives uh, just south of the tunnel? He lives he kind of over by like Berkeley and like Orinda over in that area. And uh, yeah, I could imagine for sure that he's like thinking about. So Riley is like a, maybe um, I don't, yeah maybe maybe his 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 life is uh, represented in that way. That's Full good, circle. Good thought, used to live in the town that he lives in now. There we go. What's that? Uh, he lives in the town you used to live in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lafayette. That's right. I. I you might have to edit that out privacy, but everybody knows, everybody knows he lives. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, um, that is the inside out area. And once we leave the kind of that helix area that makes up the big turns of California screaming, we disappear back into 2012 <laughs> redone Pixar pier, not 2001, but 2012. We've got the boardwalk pizza. We've got silly sympathy swings. We've got Goofy's flight school. Um, You're home. Jump, You're back jellyfish home. is You've still there. You've got to be uncomfortable. Everything that you everything come to know. Either. You're back. It's back. Never left. <laughs> Never left. Never going anywhere. Golden Zephyr is still hanging out, still closed due to high winds. Hey, we got the high winds on the so, uh, so yeah, we got Mermaid just doing the exact same thing, hanging out there. And then the Paradise Pier, like, garden area will still stay exactly the same as it is, you know, for World of Color. And Paradise now, Gardens. There's going to be a stage. You're going to talk about the bandstand over there. So you, where's the bandstand? Um, I think it's in the Paradise Gardens. Uh, they, so the Paradise Gardens stage, which exists, mm-hmm. is going to be the bandstand for, I think, and I... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's going to feature like Pixar, Pixar themed, like uh, it's basically a Pixar themed musical troupe. They're going to be up there. They're going to be singing either either the exact song or like a funny, a funny rendition of it or, you know, just some, some alternative uh, to that. And okay. they're going to be up there singing. I think there's a meet and greet, too. I think there's going to be a character a meet and greet somewhat nearby to where that bandstand is. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. All right. So that is, we're back at the beginning. So that is Pixar Pier as far as we know at this point. Um, As you guys could tell, like I I have some like issues with it. Like I love Pixar. I absolutely love Pixar to the core. I've, I've been to the Pixar studios. I've, I've wanted to work there. I've, I've done all the things. I, I love Pixar, but like I've said before, there's just a lot of little inconsistencies that, that just kind of drive me a little bit crazy but i'm also like some of the changes like the area in front of the wheel like changing out all those old shops to what it is they're doing now i think that's going to look really really great 
Um, Midway Mania, the colors are, you know, I'm not 100% of a fan of that, but I do like that they're changing out the King Triton's carousel because I don't think that thing has ever looked all that great. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, I love the Incredicoaster. It's like design. I love that architectural style. Maybe I kind of wish it was maybe not in like a 1920s boardwalk Victorian design pier, but I still like the design. I think the Imagineers did a great job on it. I love that mid-century modern design. Sure, sure. One of the Imagineers, her last name, her name's Tracy. Um, she was doing some PR for a couple of uh, uh, te- uh, like teaser videos um, a few couple months ago, and she was talking about you know what they go through at Imagineering specifically to put together some of the show elements that are going to be on the Incredicoaster. And she was it's funny, like, you know, she's this PR person, like really used to talking in front of large groups of people and talking to them about Imagineering, which is like her passion, it's her life, it's what she does. And, uh, and she's so nervous. I don't know if you've seen this. Have mm-hmm. you seen the video? And you, can, you can hear like the tremble in her voice. So excited, I don't know, but it's funny <laughs> that she's nervous. But so she was talking about it and the Imagineers are pretty stoked about what, ha- uh, what they've done over there. And it, it, didn't seem, it didn't seem phony or forced or anything like that, I think. I think they're pretty happy with it. So yeah, I, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it all comes together. Obviously there's, a, there's still like, you know, I don't know, just, just a, like sore thumbs in there every, every, so, uh, every, so, uh, every so pace along that pier. But man, I, I, it'll be cool. I'm really interested in this. I can't wait to see it. I think the, I think the Incredicoaster is going to be, um, I, I don't think they're going to disappoint us with that one. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be kind of a wait and see for me. I want to see it, it yeah, all all okay, done, and then okay. I'll get in there because there's a lot of things that I might see on the internet that it might not look really great. But once you kind of see it in person, you see it in the more context of everything around it. Sometimes if you just see like a still image where everything's you know cut off the sides, you're like, does that really fit into something? But when you see it in sure. a broader picture, then things start looking better. And you're like, all right, I see what they did there. I like that a lot. Um, but yeah, so that's why I always try to kind of stay back a little bit and kind of really wait and see before I get my full opinion. But now that we have seen a lot of these things constructed now and, you know, now a lot of people take video. So you even get like even bigger perspectives of these construction projects, which help, you know, not just a little still image, um, which helps. But uh, yeah. do you have any final any comments on Pixar Pier as of now? Now that we've yeah. made it back to yeah, the bridge. They have a, they have Pixar, you know, Pixar fair or fest or whatever that they did you know mm-hmm. a couple months ago and so or a month ago um there were some neat things that they did there this is basically they've been doing a few things to hype up hype, hype up this project and i actually saw a commercial like two hours ago on tv that i was positive was going to be this big thing for a pixar pier it was actually just a commercial for uh for the toy story land that's going to be opening up uh, walt disney world yeah and anyway it was a cool commercial it was kind of cheesy but it was yeah, i i like that no matter what i don't care um so i was excited to see that commercial but but they have been doing a lot of hype stuff. You know, they opened Blue Sky Cellars uh, yeah, a few weeks ago. Actually, I think they did that like three weeks. They did it right around in L.A., I think. I, I want to say it was right around that mm-hmm. same time. So they opened up Blue Sky Cellars again to show some of this new concept art. They've done a lot of different, different uh, things to hype people up. I, I know that one of the other changes they're going to make is they're doing, making some, some changes to the Paint the Night uh, float, the, some of the floats that they have Pixar-related in that. Uh, so now that they're doing that, um, you know, the fireworks show that goes on over at Disneyland. Yeah. I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm pretty sure that, um, they started that together forever. Um, evening show. Is that the one that they're doing right now? Yeah. It's like better together or something along those lines. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Together forever, better together. Something like that. This fireworks show, it started on the 13th. So it, it's been, yeah. Okay. So now it's been running for a little while. Buzz flies over Fantasyland. He, Tinkerbell's taking a sabbatical. She's not there. She's gone. Mm-hmm. Buzz is coming through, you know, from the Matterhorn into Fantasyland or the other way around. And yeah, Buzz Lightyear is up there. So that'd be cool to see. I think that'd be kind of neat. So that's one of the things that they're doing to hype the event. Um, I know that, uh, and again, the, some of these are going to be temporary, temporary overlays. Um, Pizza Port, which we love, is over there by Space Mountain. Actually, maybe a lot of people don't like it, but temporarily, Pizza Port right now is Pizza Planet. And I don't know to what degree that theming is, whether if it's just the sign or maybe some other elements like, you know, in the, the benches or the cups or something inside. But so right now, yeah, Pizza Port is Pizza Planet, getting everybody stoked about, about Pixar in general. You've got those, um, uh, they have two cars that are themed and colorized and everything like Woody and Buzz. And they're over, uh, I think they're in Carsland. Um, so it's, it's, it's two like cars type animatronics, the, the cars, but instead of being from that movie or variations of the cars that were in the, the cars, uh, 
you know, the Cars franchise. Yeah. They're Woody and Buzz colored. I thought those were cute. So those are on there. And uh, those were pretty cool. The pizza port thing. And then you, uh, there's some, some merchandise all over the place. And then the uh, and then Buzz flying around on the flying around on the high wire over there at the, at the big park. Yeah, I think they did a good job with Pixar Fest. Um, all the banners around the the parks, like our surrounding areas, the streets and all that stuff has been yeah. changed out to Pixar Fest. Uh, Bunting in Main Street and Buena Vista Street have all been the Pixar color. You know, the the bright primary yellow, uh, blue and red. Um, so that looks pretty cool. Um, and it's, it just seems like they did a really good job with, with all the decorations, the, the pizza port, it's kind of cool. They have the green army men kind of floating around the interior and they put all these little planets up there. Um, they have on the sides, oh, all I these, like that. instead of the attraction posters they used to have in there, which, which I hope they bring back because I was like looking at those retro posters. Um, but they have the green army men, but they're visiting planets of food. So each planet is like oh. themed to a piece of food. Um, which is kind of cool and i can get down with that that's pretty cool for the fireworks not only is buzz up there but they also have the house from up that flies over on that wire oh that's right you know i i forgot about that they do have that house it looks cool i do have a problem with it though um obviously this would be very this is very a very difficult effect to achieve Mm -hmm. but when you see it it's not you you do almost you don't see balloons as individual balloons you can almost see the structure or whatever that holds everything together behind it you can yeah. see like this black outline and of course how in the world would they put that put that together aside from um, you know a yeah. little bit of magic but it uh it, it it's cool it's cool but that was just my thing for one i thought it was it looked really small mm-hmm. just get, like, you know like it, it was it was small but it is cool it's cool i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna be that guy not today um it's cool it's great they've been doing a lot of the marketing that they've done for this is is pretty exceptional so maybe they spared where they, they, they should have spent more on some of the attractions or some, some of that kind of thing. And again, we'll see. We don't know. Maybe the bathrooms are really nice over there. I don't know. But, you know, whatever, wherever they, they, they save money over there, they're, they're putting it all over the place to get people to the park. I mean, you know, they, maybe they think that they can get some people to buy more annual passes. What's the premier signature pass? It's like $1,100. So maybe they're hoping to sell some of those. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think with that house, like if you're way down on Main Street, you wouldn't maybe notice that. You know, a lot yeah. of those pictures sometimes are always like zoomed in really tight onto it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think for Pixar Fest, this this has to be one of their best like yearly celebrations they've ever done. Like that's Definitely. totally in my opinion. Definitely. But if you want to see this stuff, I know we're just kind of an audio podcast. Go to a yeah. website called West Coaster. So Coaster has like a roller coaster. And look at some of their photos from their trip to California Adventure and Disneyland on the 23rd and 26th of April. Um, Really, really good pictures. Um, You can see downtown Disney. They have a lot of like um, abstract uh, like planters with, uh, you know, the shark from Nemo and different stuff like that inside their like planter bed. So they're like flowers that are shaped like some of the characters. I think that looks really cool. Marquees above California Adventure and Disneyland. It says Pixar Fest. Um, lots of cool merchandise options uh, throughout the area. I just think they did a really solid job on this. There wasn't, yeah. there's just a lot to do if you wanted to go and uh, and check that out. West Coaster, he just put you on the news. Ah. <laughs> I I just I you know I used to look at this website back in the day, and uh, I just saw yeah. that they started reposting stuff again, and they do a good Boy, job at it. Also, Boy, there's a lot of concept art from the Blue Size Geller, so all the little things we talked about, you can see this art for yourself. Um, and go if you go to that website and look at this post, you can see all the little concept art that we've been speaking about. Or if you want to learn more about the, you know, there's all kinds of resources online for that. Yeah. So I think that was a pretty good, uh, you know, tour of Pixar Pier where we looked at all the different things that are happening. We, you know, we had our opinions here and there. Um, you know, sometimes we are a little critical is because we love it. We care about it. Sure, Disneyland sure. is part of our heart. So when there's changes, you know, we want them to be the best changes possible. So we have a, we always have a lot of, lot to say about things. And, and uh, I think in our next episode, we'll kind of talk more about what we would have done because you can be negative all you want, but you got to come back with something productive, something constructive instead of Better just being negative. Don't yeah. point out a problem with that's just that's that's standard etiquette people you know i i feel like and we're all guilty of it but um but yeah you know if you're going to complain about something you know be 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 ready with an alternative a hundred percent so like we said at the beginning of the podcast guys feedback is always very important if you guys could leave a review a rating anything along those lines and if there is a place like uh, Boguna said you want to see the podcast definitely let us know if there's another 
uh, resource out there. We're definitely going to be working on getting the YouTube channel set up. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. So we've uh, we're, we're working on the YouTube channel. What we'd really like to do is offer you guys like this whole thing done in video because. I've got a lot of mannerisms that I think might help explain things. Sometimes like a, a pitch of something or like an angle, I'll do this whole thing. Um, but, but also I think it would make it more fun and we would also be able to share with you guys, um, you know, some show elements and as we describe something, maybe we're not doing the best job of describing it so we can visually show you exactly what it is. Um, I think, I think once, our, once this evolves to where we have like some split screens of ourselves and we can, and we can share some content, our website is also gonna have a lot of, you know, show notes and links made just links to things that we think are absolutely essential to what we've just talked about. Um, so uh, yeah, we, we definitely have a long ways to go, but uh, we, I mean, thank you so much. Thank you for being a part of the journey. We're having a good time. So please, uh, please continue to, uh, you know, give us feedback and, and subscribe and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, we're not, not even going to go there, but like, thank you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, all the feedback, all the feedback in the world will, uh, you know, it'll get better. So. And there we go. So until next time, this has been the Backlot Boys. We will see you in episode three, our thoughts on how Paradise Pier could have been. So until next time, we'll see you later. Goodbye. See ya.